This is the Rundown Pod, a podcast about podcasts. I'm Rajak Lark, with an E, announcer and co-host for this production. And now, a man who needs no introduction. That is, if you happen to see him peddling around this year's Burning Man, on a giant rooster fashioned entirely out of hubcaps from 1973 Ford Pintos, Mr. Paul Clifford. Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of The Rundown Pod. We have a great episode for you today featuring two podcasts. The first one, Question of the Day. That's a podcast produced by Stephen Dubner of Freakonomics. So obviously a fine pedigree there and a great, great podcast. Exactly what you'd expect. It's a daily podcast, runs about 10 to 15 minutes, similar to this one. And the second podcast will be Harris Football Fantasy. That's a fantasy football podcast because we're kicking off football season. So if you're not a football fan, I apologize, but you can listen to the first half of the show and and hear about a wonderful podcast question of the day from the Freakonomics. Everybody's going to love that. And if you like fantasy football, stick around for the second half of the show. Great podcast about football, fantasy football, if you're if you like that sort of thing. And I think most people do in the DraftKings kind of fantasy football kind of world. So the first, uh, before actually before we get started, let me just remind everybody my email address, paul at rundownpod.com. You can email me at any time with uh, comments and suggestions for the podcast, or you can tweet me at at rundownpod uh, on Twitter. Um, love to hear from you. So far, uh, you can join the masses that have just been just tearing up the uh, bandwidth downloading this podcast. Uh, it's great, great the uh, level of support we've been getting. So thank you all for, uh, for listening and, uh, hopefully you'll continue to enjoy the podcast. Uh, let's get, let's get started with the first, uh, podcast question of the day from Stephen Dubner and, uh, a new partner. This not, this is not his, uh, Freakonomics uh, co-host. It's a different partner. And, um, let's listen to the first clip and really pretty good podcast. Not bad. I tend to think that friendships in other countries that I've been at least, and people from, that I know from other countries that I've known for a long time, I think friendship is really a different kind of currency. I think it's like, as the dollar is very different from the euro and the shekel, et cetera, et cetera, I think American friendship is, is quite different. Okay. He thinks, so they look at the friendships, whether European friendships are deeper or better than American friendships is kind of the question of the day. And him and his co-host look into that. I don't know. I mean, I have some experience with Europeans and I I don't get the sense that their their interpersonal relationships are any better or worse than Americans. They're just different, slightly different. Same with uh, I know people from Asia, and it's just a different different culture, different uh, kind of personalities. But um, it's an interesting question. They delve into it. They kick it around a little bit like a soccer ball. But I have to ask, since we do have an Englishman on the program, um, what do you think, Roger? Yes. The friendships of Englishmen are superior to the relationships Americans have. I am still in contact with my primary schoolmates from the Shrewsbury School in Shropshire, England. Mm. We still meet at the Quarry Park once a year to watch the cruise race on the Seven River. Brings me chills just thinking of it. So, so Roger, your thesis here is that because you still are in contact with people you knew in elementary or primary school, that uh, your friendships are deeper. Hmm. Well, I don't know. I know that that I have an imaginary friendship with a computerized voice. And that's somewhat disturbing more than, uh, than anything really. 
So, all right, before I wallow any more in my uh, my own sadness, let, let's go to the second clip from this uh, Question of the Day podcast. Hey, James. Steven. I have a question for you today. This one is from Quora, which sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. Um, I love this question. The answers. I love slightly less. I love the question. What words do you think the English language needs? What words or expressions are missing from English? Oh, my and God. And then there are some answers here. Do you want me to prime the pump with some of the answers? Yeah, yeah. Tell me some of the answers. So here's, here's one I kind of Because I'm like. not going to come up with one. I'm, I'm pretty satisfied with English. If there, was, <laughs> if there were more words, I don't know if I would like that. I, I agree with the co-host. If there were more words, I don't know if I'd like that either. But I did some digging. I went on the internet and found some words from uh, the Mental Floss website. Uh, some words in other languages that they feel we could use in English. One of them, Kummerspeck. It's a German word for the excess weight gained from emotional overeating. And it literally means grief bacon. I like that. Grief bacon. See, we don't need Kummerspeck. We just grief bacon. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm sorry. I just uh, hadn't thought about it. Tartle is a Scottish word, meaning uh, that panicky hesitation just before you have to introduce someone whose name you can't quite remember. Uh, that's a tartle. Tartle. And then, I'll, you know, they have a, a million of them here. Uh, I'll, I'll spare you. I'll spare you some of these. But I like this one here. Greng, a grengjai. That's a Thai word I'm mispronouncing. I'm slaughtering. Grengjai. Uh, that feeling you get when you don't want someone to do something for you because it would be a pain for them. Grengjai. I still like grief bacon. In fact, I'd, I'd like a side of grief bacon with my grief eggs. All right. Let's let's end this on a high note with a third clip. Oh no, wait. Well, let's let's go back to Roger and ask him what he thinks about uh, a new English word. Roger, give us a new English word. I think we need a new word for how Americans murder my mother tongue. Roger, do you have anything positive to say about Americans? I I get the sense that you just want to put us down and it hurts. It hurts. It really does. I think we'll go out and save you in World War II. Oh, wait, sorry. Let's listen to a third clip. I think when you're a white man in America, as we both happen to be, as another white man in America, a friend of mine said the other day, he said, the world is just so set up for us that we don't even notice that it's set up for us. I uh, really, really like that quote. I uh, should have set it up a little better, but that is Stephen Dubner getting a little deep on how racist our society is just inherently. And uh, I I agree, but I think of, of racism more as a, a deliberate thing. And I think things just got kind of set up that way. I agree with the quote overall. I don't know if I agree with my own assessment that uh, that the way the world is set up is overt or racist. I don't know if it's overtly racist. It may be racist, just not overtly racist. So uh, let's all work to change that, say, you know. It's easy for me to be lighthearted about it sitting here, but, uh, you know, overall, let's stay away from the deeper subjects and move on. Stick around because you're in for a, a treat here. So hold on just a second. Okay, this football podcast is called Harris Fantasy or Harris Football Fantasy. I 
I don't know if it's Harris Fantasy Football or Harris Football Fantasy. I think it's Football Fantasy. So uh, let's listen to a rather prolonged clip, but, but it kind of, I like this extended clip. It's a, sometimes the, the, the podcast is long and kind of wonky, but if you like fantasy football, let me tell you what, it's a, it's a deep dive into, into it's some delicious waters, as they say. Um, I got some funny expressions. Let's go with it. It's a prolonged clip, but, the, but I think it really gets you the temperature, the, the sense of what the podcast does. And, uh, it's kind of necessary because, Hey, what you, that's why you're listening to rundown pod. We know that you aren't a fan of yards per carry as a stat for running backs, but can you go into exactly why it's almost universally referenced as a measure of a running back's ability? Okay, so I want to clarify, it's not like I think yards per carry at the extremes is totally useless. If you tell me a guy is averaging 3.1 or he's averaging 5.6, I think that can be useful information. But anything not at the extremes, it's a crutch argument, and I'll tell you why. But first... A couple of examples I came up with. After week 16 last year, Lamar Miller was averaging 4.6 yards per carry, which in and of itself is fine, completely acceptable, inside the margins of, depending on what he looks like on tape, I could be totally down with it. Then in a meaningless game against the Jets, he breaks a 97-yard touchdown. He'd only only had one carry out of 197 to that point where he'd gone for longer than 30 yards. But boom, there goes the 97 and now his yards per carry is a gaudy 5.1 for the season. Think about that. One run, he went up half a yard per carry. How about everyone's favorite whipping boy for yards per carry? Joik Bell, my buddy. Through eight games last year, Bell was at 3.2 yards per carry. What a disaster he must have been as a running back. Can't play. What a loser. Then suddenly, from week nine forward, including the playoffs, Bell was 4.4 yards per carry. Huh. I guess he figured out how to play football. This stat is the ultimate blunt instrument okay let's unpack that a little bit here he's he's going yards per carry as uh as a measure of a running back's talent and i i i agree with him on this one because he's right if you play against a weaker defense in a couple early games and you get some breakthrough 40 yard runs it's going to screw with that stat dramatically a a kind of a a more it's again a blunt instrument but a, a more accurate measure of, of a running back would be touches per game because the more the more a running back touches the more confidence that it, it uh, means that the coach or the the staff or the coaching team has in that running back and that would lead to some sort of a fantasy value because the more touches they have the more likely they are, they are to score the more yards they're going to rack up also the specialty running backs who tend to be like a red zone running back they'll come out they'll cart them out and they won't get as many touches but knowing that about a running back also makes them valuable those those are usually common um very common uh, statistics but harris football fantasy is is great because he just he gets into the weeds and if you like this sort of things if you like probability statistics and uh and fantasy football and you stay active with it really really uh a pretty pretty good uh, pretty smart fellow this guy I know you're dying for a quote from Roger with uh, Roger Clark with an E on what he thinks of fantasy football. And I think uh, if you know anything about uh, Roger, you probably know where this quote's going. I have nothing to say for this segment. Calling this sport football. That is the fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's again, again, Roger, everything American you have to be negative about. It can't be true. There's got to be something about America you like. We'll figure it out next podcast. You think about it, and on Thursday, you come back and you say something nice about America. That's all I'm asking. Just something, just a little something. 
Song one. All right, let's listen to a second clip from Harris Football Fantasy. Here you go. My goal here is looking for players that I think have relatively high floors on a weekly basis. I like to consider these players when I draft a Deshaun Jackson, a T.Y. Hilton, an Alfred Morris. What we're looking for, I think, is you know big workloads, relative health, and not a lot of other guys in the depth chart who are going to scare you off. So what he does there is he breaks down uh, five players he thinks that, that produce, that'll give you a consistent double-digit production every week. Not high double digits, just you know, like your 10, 11 uh, in, in regular scoring fantasy football. So that, that's kind of it. I'll, that's all I have today. Two podcasts, two, uh, one really great for the masses and the other one um, good if you like fantasy football. Hopefully you enjoyed today's program. Again, please give me feedback. Paul at rundownpod.com or at rundownpod on Twitter. I, I'd love to hear your voice. So with that, I will, uh, I guess I'll see you Thursday. So for Roger Clark with an E, I'm Paul Clifford saying matinee, Alviderze, hasta luego, and uh, see you next time. All right, take care. Thank you.